Ireland's Class Kids Radio. It's Trina Murray here. Did you know it is Pension Awareness Week and John Lowe is here from moneydoctors.ie. Hiya, John. How are you? Hello, Trina. Nice to talk to you again. These stats are kind of a little bit scary because by 2050, there's going to be 1.8 million people who are of pensionable age at the moment or by 2026, it's more than 16% of Irish citizens. And I guess the point is, it's highly unlikely that by then the government are going to be able to subsidise us, even at the current rate. Well, that's the problem, Trini. You've hit the nail on the head, as they say. Uh, first of all, we've got about 800,000 people. That's the latest census figures. 800,000 people over the age of 65. Remember, there's 5 million people now in Ireland, uh, which is, again, a record itself. But the biggest growing population is the over 65s, which means we are an aging demographic. And, you know, what you need for an aging demographic is money to fund state pensions. When I was a young banker, which wasn't yesterday, I might add, but when I was the bank manager, he retired at the age of 65. Six months later, he was dead. That was the norm. And that was the norm for a lot of people so that the government funds were not really put under pressure because they only had to pay for about six months. Now, most genders are kind of expectant life age is is mid-80s and we're living longer, healthier, fitter, and we need money, which we're not. And for every person who retired for since last year, there were five workers. In 2050, there will be two. So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to work out. We simply don't have the money to actually get these 1.8 million people with pension payments. Yeah. Just don't have it. What is the current weekly uh, state pension, John? €262.30 per week. There's up and down because you can, if, if you're single and no one's living with you, you get an extra €22 Euros or something like that. But it's €262.30 weekly, which is not bad. It's one of the most generous of the European nations. But, well, you know, I don't know where the government is getting the money from. And there's already talk in the next budget, which is the 10th of October. There's talk of, of increasing that by €15. Euros. I don't know where they're getting the money from. So, I mean, something's going to have to give over the coming years. I mean, you've heard about this auto-enrolment. Well, auto-enrolment is is whereby every employer is going to be forced to set up a a pension for the the staff and they have to contribute to it. But it's a joke, Trina. It is an absolute joke because you're talking about first year, the employee pays 1.5%, the employer pays 1.5%. Roll on 10 years and the employee gets up to the level of 6% a year, the employer pays 6% and the government chip in with 2%. That's a total of 14%. If you're 23, you've come straight out of college with your degree and you've got a good job and you're on the 20 or the 40% tax rate, you can put 15% on your own bat into a, a pension and uh, get full tax relief on it to maximise that tax relief. And by the way, it is the best investment in Ireland at the moment a pension is. Yeah. Because for every 100 euros that you're putting into your pension, the government, the Irish government, the you back 40 euros. So you're up 40% before you even start. There was a gentleman um, who had a, a gentleman, he was 27 only, and he had a consultation with me about three days ago. I said, how, how did you find out about us? Well, he said, actually, I was in your office. I was one of the film crew doing a little video. The one thing I remember you said to me was that there was a girl who came into your office setting up a, um, a pension, a PRSA, and she was visibly upset, visibly upset 
over the fact that she had already missed out at 26 years of age on two years pension contributions. And he said that stuck with him so that when he joined this multinational company, he actually, the first thing he did was he joined the, the pension scheme yeah. in that in that company. And he's only 27. So many young people think, oh, pension, it's, it's down the road. But like when you think of it, even if it's not even thinking about getting your pension down the road, the tax relief you're getting on that, it is kind of a no-brainer. But the, the stats are kind of alarming, John. Less than, is this true? Less than 50% of workers have a pension. That's it. But not just that, Trina. I mean, less than 50% don't have anything at all. And the only thing they've got to look forward to is that state pension in, you know, 30, 40 years' time. But how many people have you met and heard from and say, ah, I'm okay. I've got 5%. I'm paying 5% and the company's paying 5%. That's 10%. 10%, you try living off in 40 years' time, 10% of your income, it's not going to go very far. It certainly won't give you the kind of luxury that you've become accustomed to in your lifetime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're right there with the, the percent. So what type of um, of pensions are there, John? There's a few different types, aren't there? Well, you've got your PRSA, which is the Personal Retirement Savings Account. That's the, uh, you know, I hate to say it, the yellow pack of pensions where it's minimum costs in terms of agency fees and annual management charges. But you have a choice. All the insurance companies offer pensions. You know, for the average person out there who's either working for a company um, or they could have an occupational pension with the company and that's normally set up by an insurance company within the company but a lot of companies don't bother they will be forced to set up this auto-enrollment I would still go outside of that and find your own so the PRSA is the one to have even as self-employed and then depending on your age so if you're up to uh, age 30 you can put 15% once you hit 30 you can put 20% and it goes up until you're like even 40 you, get, you can put 25% of your, your net relevant earnings that's, that's a quarter of what you annually earn the first thing you've got to do is your budget you've got to make sure that you can afford it because even though it's very easy for me to say put a thousand euros a month into your pension and the government will give you back 400 euros if you're at a higher rate of tax you've still got to cough up 600 euros mm-hmm. no matter what yeah. way you look at it so you, you do have to look at your budget and some people just simply haven't got that they can't go to the maximum but they should go to something they should go to even a couple of hundred euros a month and get you know the 80 euros back from the government and it's only cost them 120 yeah get something get something started at least so the occupational the PRSA what's an SSAPS pension well, it's a very good, very good. And that's a small self-administered pension scheme. Okay, so if you have your own company and you're making lots and lots of profits, what you can do is you can set up your own small self-administered pension scheme whereby you can actually buy property in it. You can put all sorts of things. You can nominate direct stocks without actually going into a managed fund. Managed funds, by the way, are probably the easiest things to understand because if you can imagine from, say, one to seven on a sliding scale where number one is, is the most cautious and number seven is the most aggressive, then you have, say, number six, energy stocks, you know, technology stocks, but you've got hundreds of them, Trina, so it's not just one or two. And if one fails, it doesn't matter. But if you are individualizing the stock selection, so you decide, right, I'm going to go for, you know, you know Facebook, and you've got your Facebook and, and, and maybe a couple of others, and suddenly one day Facebook go wallop 
or they, they shoot down, you know, in terms of value, then you're, you're stuck. Whereas with a lot of these managed funds, you can afford to have one or two of them go down because you've got hundreds more backing them up. And that's the good thing about managed funds. But in terms of, of um, small self-administered pension schemes, you have a much bigger choice and the company can put money into it. You have to be a 5% shareholder of the company or a director or at least get permission from the board to actually have, say, a general manager set up their own SSAP. But it, it is a good option, and you can do a lot more with it, but you have to know what you're doing. You have to get really solid advice as well. John, is that what puts people off? Are people worried about losing everything that they've, they've saved over the years on a pension? You used to hear these rumours years ago, oh, I had a pension, I ended up with nothing. Well, the problem there is that some things like that have happened, but you know, you know, when, you, when you think about it, that you're getting 40% back, that means you're up 40%. So if you're with an ordinary pension scheme, even with coronavirus, for instance, coronavirus three years ago, people lost 20, 30%. Now, if you did nothing, Trina. Six months later, it all came back, but a lot of people weren't to know that. So what they did was, when it, when it happened, they lost 20 30%, they took the money out and they put it into the most cautious funds. And what happened? They missed the rebound. Yeah. And therefore, they lost out on getting it all back again. So it's a question, really, of, as I say, getting, number one, solid advice. And number two, making sure that on the long term, over any 10-year period, the stock market is always going to win out. When I tell you, from 1991 to 2020, that's 30 years, the average annual growth in the stock market, believe it or not, was 10.72%. You're not going to find a bank giving you that. That's <laughs> an interest uh, You rate. can absolutely be sure that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're, they're making huge amounts of advertisements. The fact that Bank of Ireland and AIB have decided to go up to 2%, and that's before their tax in these new regular saver accounts that they're offering. You know, it's still pathetic. It's yeah, still pathetic. Yeah. Can I ask you, John, then, just about the cost of having a pension? Because presumably it is taxable on the way out, and then you have the management fees and that as well. Well, that's a really good question because a lot of people don't know what happens at the end. So you're, you know, 25 years of age, you start your pension. At 65, then you decide to retire. And there's a lump sum. A lot of people think, oh, I can get that money and I can just, you know, use it as I want and just spend it. That's not the case. You can take 25% of it tax-free, that lump sum. And then the balance, there's two systems that are in operation. One is called the annuity system. It's a bit like the public sector where you get a guaranteed sum every uh, month until you die. But if you die in your hundreds, you're certainly going to win out. But it's only generally guaranteed for the first five years. So if in the sixth year you get run over by a bus, the insurance company and not your family, not your estate, get to keep the money. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the one of the, the drawbacks of the annuity system. But 22 years ago, they brought in a new system called the Approved Retirement Fund, which is, in my view, a much better system. And um, it allows you, number one, to put the money in there and choose the kind of area of investment that you want to put it in. And secondly, you have to take out, once you're 60, you have to take out 4% a year. That's taxable. Now, you've taken your 25% tax-free, but the 4% every year then is, is taxable. And then when you hit 70, you've got to take out 5%. That payment is called imputed distributions. I know it's all gobbledygook, yeah, but that's the, 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 that's the name they give it to. It's called imputed distributions. However, you can take out maybe up to 15%. Some of the insurance companies allow you each year. But if you take out 15% every year, you're going to run out of money. 
So the key part, though, is that even though you've retired, you still have to manage that ARS, this approved retirement fund, because I'll give you one example. lady came to me, she was 65. She had uh, about 212000 to put into an ARF. She had a big pension already. And so this was kind of an AVC that she'd set up and it was an, an amount of money. So, you know, eight years later, and this is only last year, she comes into me and between the imputed distributions is the 4% and the 5% because she, she hit 75 years later. So she's now 73. Um, and also then the annual management charges. These are the charges that, you know, insurance company charge every year for managing your, your money. It's about one and a half percent on average. Some are cheaper, some are slightly more, but it's about one and a half percent. So the total amount that she had taken in those eight years, Trina, was 94,000. So I said to her, you came in, you invested 212,000. How much do you think is left? You've taken out 94, remember? Yeah. And she said, 130? And I said, no, no, it is not 130. You've got 226,000 left in your fund and you've taken out 94,000. Wow. So in other words, she did rather well yeah. because she invested well. She didn't put it into, into, I mean, if you're going to put money into a cash fund or into government bonds, you have no growth. There's no chance of you making the growth. So you have to go up, you have to kind of go a little bit more aggressive in terms of your right. investment strategy. Yeah, the, the greater yeah. risk, so, the greater reward kind of thing. But yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. but she did, she did fine. Yeah. And, uh, and she's got more money than and she's taken out 94,000. John, you have a 30 minute webinar happening tomorrow at five o'clock. It's completely free. Um, how can we get on to that? Well, info at moneydoctors.ie. If you want to send me an email and I'll send you the link back, it's free. And the reason why it's 30 minutes, uh, Trina, is that, you know, if I said there's an hour long pension, then people's eyes will glaze over. <laughs> say, God, I can't imagine, you know, having to listen to something for an hour. So 30 minutes is fine because I can get a quick, you know, appraisal. It's to try and simplify and demystify what is really a very, very important subject. A really important subject. And as I said, we're on a pension time bomb, Trina. Yeah. Okay. So info at moneydoctors.ie is how you'll get uh, the link sent to you to attend that webinar. Five o'clock tomorrow. Take 30 minutes out of your day and you never know the information you might get that can be so helpful down the line. It's worth it for the half an hour. John, nice to talk to you and we'll chat to you soon. Trina, thank you so much. Very much appreciate your call.